welcome to the second episode of the Crime to Talk podcast. I'm your host, Chris. Some of you may know me as Chris on Crime, and this is Angel, or you may know me as a Hey Girl, Let's Talk Crime. Okay, you guys, today we had a bit of a different story planned, but we received an email from one of our followers asking us to cover a story, and we felt compelled to do so. The story that we're going to talk about today is that of 22-year-old Aisha Jackson, who went missing in 2020. Now, surprisingly enough, at the time that we're recording this episode, it has been just about three years to the day that Aisha went missing. Now, recently, her story came back around. It has picked up more traction. This was actually the first time that I had heard about this case. Angel, had you heard of it before? I haven't actually. Um, but what was interesting was I saw in the thread that she had messaged that she had messaged me last year, but I'd never seen it in my inbox. Yeah, just like with it coming kind of full circle around to the three, almost three years to the day was interesting. Okay. Well, so we received this email and um, one of our followers just asked that we talk about the case with the hope that we would bring some attention and maybe get some conversation going. Maybe someone would remember something. Someone would come forward with some clues or any information that they may have. Now, this story is an extremely emotional one. Um, Aisha has a brother that is very passionate about finding her and her family has been grieving her disappearance for all these years. And I can't even imagine missing a loved one for three years and not knowing where they are. So I'm hoping that by the time this podcast airs, that someone somewhere will speak up. Someone out there knows something and it is important that we bring closure to Aisha's family. For sure. So the story takes place in multiple states. Now it is started I believe it started in El Dorado Arkansas and it spans some 500 miles to Houston Texas the story begins around Halloween October 31st of 2020 and that is when Aisha's mother last physically saw her Aisha's mother says that she saw Aisha on Halloween getting her hair braided and preparing to go to a party now from there, the story gets kind of diluted because what they said was her mom saw her getting her hair braided. She was excited. She was dressed in a costume. She had plans to go out with her friends and go to a party. That is the last day that her mom saw her. And from there, her mom said she received a phone call from her uncle saying that he and the lady that he was in a relationship with at the time we're planning to take Aisha to Houston with them to help move the lady that she was in the that he was in the relationship with out to Arkansas. Now, m- many people say that this is strange because if Aisha was so excited about going out to this party, why would she decide out of the blue or agree to just go somewhere else? Yes, over five hundred miles. So did go- she go to the party at all? Or no, or no. Well, there are, there's photos of Aisha with her friends all dressed in costumes um, and it looks like a convenience store. So it is believed that she did attend the party. Okay. Um, I don't know if that was ever verified or not, but from what I understand, she did go to the party. Okay. And then she ends up just going with her uncle or he? 
that's what the story is. Okay, got it. That's what the story is. Um, Her mom said that after she allegedly left with the uncle, um, she had called multiple times to check on Aisha and asked to speak to her. But she says that each time she called, the background was very silent, which struck her as odd because typically when she was with her this uncle, um, he always had loud music playing in his car. And so calling and not being able to speak to her was strange to her mom. It struck her as odd. And one of the articles that I that I saw, uh, she said that she made multiple calls and she was not able to speak to her daughter at any point. Was the girlfriend in the car or was she still in Texas? Like they were going to get her and move her back or they were all she was well, she was Probably on the trip um, on the way to Houston. Okay. And Got she it. was supposed to be moving from Houston back to um, El Dorado, Arkansas with the, this uncle. Okay. Got it. They go, allegedly they come back. The aunt said that they gave her a piece of furniture. That information has not been confirmed, um, but that is what the aunt said. So that they came back to Aisha's house. They dropped her off. They did take a piece of furniture or some decorations inside. And that was the last time Aisha was seen. By the uncle. By the uncle. And the woman. And the woman. This is when things get very sticky because according to the multiple sources, as well as the family, Aisha's apartment had been broken into twice the week of her disappearance. Now, oh, wow. some, yeah, some people say that it was one of her ex-boyfriends that was accused of breaking into the apartment, but... Um, other people say that there are more sinister details that are involved in these alleged break-ins. So do okay. they think that her disappearance is connected to the break-ins? Some people believe that um, okay. because after she disappeared, her family went to go look for her. The mom and I believe her brother went to the place where she was living and her door was open. Like so unlocked it, or like physically opened? It was cracked open. It was ajar. Did she live by herself or did she have any roommates or? She was staying by herself, but all of her personal effects were still inside. Her phone was allegedly left behind and I believe her wallet. So they don't believe that she would have gone anywhere without her personal Yeah. But at the point that they went to go look for her, they then received a tip from someone saying that she was buried in a shallow grave in Strong, Arkansas. What? Yes, they got to take like somebody she, called or somebody texted or I believe someone called and said that they that she was supposed to be buried in a shallow grave in Arkansas. Oh, wow. This is what her brother says. And they okay. they did appear on the Steve Wilco show. So I want to get back to that later because um, there are some interesting things that came out in that show also. OK, so they go to strong Arkansas. This is per her brother. While they are there, he says that they hear someone say, help me. Now, he says he can't determine whether it was Aisha or not. He said that he heard that same sound three times. Now, there were family members there searching. There were authorities there searching. And at some point, the aunt allegedly came to the scene um, saying that she did not believe that Aisha was there. But nonetheless, they did search that area. And they did not come up with anything. Nothing was found in Strong. So did anybody else hear that or just the brother? The brother says that he says we 
So I'm assuming that maybe other people heard it as well, but the police searched and they, the family searched, they did not find anything in that area. And then the aunt that was on the road trip is the one that stated that she didn't believe that she was there? Yes, that is correct. Okay. Now, I'm not sure where the uncle is during this surge and things right. like that, but um, the brother did state that he, you know, while this was happening, people at school were kind of, you know, bullying him saying like, why are you hanging out with your uncle? He's responsible for your sister's disappearance. That's what allegedly was being said to him. The brother does say that he asked the uncle to clear his name. And at some point, this lady that the um, his uncle was dating or in the relationship with, she makes a public claim. This, these are all allegations. Um, she makes a public claim on a social media app saying that they had taken lie detector test and passed. Now, I did see a screenshot that looked like it was from her social media account, mm -hmm. but I cannot confirm the authenticity of it. But um, on the show, she says that she wasn't, she did not actually take a polygraph test because police told her that she was not considered a suspect. Okay. Um, that was a little bit different from what she allegedly said. In the right, I was going to say, so she initially stated, do you think she was just saying that to kind of get, like, shift the focus off of her, or? I'm not sure. I think, you know, in times of pressure and things like that, yeah. with everything going on, I'm sure she felt inclined to do something to, you know, kind of kind of just take the eyes off of her. But okay. on the show, she did say that police never considered her an actual suspect. Quick question. So going back to her mom physically seeing her the last time on Halloween, did she have any contact like with her while she was on her way to Texas? No. Or, her... or when she seen her was the last time she had heard from her too? Yes, that was the last okay. time. Her, her mom did say she, she called multiple times to attempt to speak to her, but she was not ever given the phone to talk At to her. At any point. Got it. Okay. Something I want to point out is during the course of the investigation, the police did arrest two men. Okay. They arrested Samaje Dismuke. He was believed to be in a dating relationship with Aisha at some point. Okay. They charged him with suspicion of capital murder. They charged him with kidnapping. And they also charged him with something related to engaging in group criminal activities. And the second, yes. Related and the second to her guy, disappearance? Yes. They Does arrested him. about the evidence that they have? They did not or? have, they did not have any evidence against him. So they ended up letting him go. He was Got released it. because okay. they never filed formal charges on him within 60 days of his arrest. So gotcha. he was released and he has not been arrested since. So the past three years, um, following his release, he has not been arrested at any point for Aisha's disappearance. Got it. Now, the second man they arrested was Kenneth Lee. Kenneth was charged with extortion. Allegedly, Kenneth called Aisha's family and said that he had some information on her disappearance. He tried to swindle them out of $8,000 in exchange for information on her disappearance. But once police investigated all of this, it turns out that he did not know anything. He had no information at all on her disappearance. Did he know her? Like, did he know the family or was it just a random? He did oh. have some connection. He did have some connection with um, some of the people involved in this case. Okay. 
but he did not, in fact, have any information on Aisha's disappearance. So uh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. And I actually have heard um, when I'm listening to some other missing persons cases and stories, sometimes I hear a lot of people try and contact the families saying that they have information and they're basically trying to swindle them money. They'll say that, you know, I know this or I know that in exchange for money when all along they don't know anything yeah but they're playing on the vulnerability the vul- of these i was gonna say yep and, which is heartbreaking and so wrong yeah that's very sad another thing that i want to bring up and this is up for dispute but when i was reviewing some of the details in this case i found a recording now this is alleged to be the mayor of their town and there is a concerned citizen who had called with some questions about um, how the investigation into her disappearance was being handled. Now, this caller, if this is true and correct information, this caller or this person, I'm not sure if they were face-to-face or it was recorded over the phone, but you can hear this person that is alleged to be the mayor saying um, that basically discouraging this lady from calling out the police department, almost threatening that if this person goes forward with calling out the police that the police will basically cut the investigation um and that is concerning because why wouldn't you want all hands on deck and all efforts to be full head on when there is a missing person but for some reason this investigation kind of just fizzled out now there have been cries over the years people have revisited this case multiple times in attempts to get the word back out but i think now that this young man and props to him i hope he's able to hear this i i salute you sir because if i went missing or if anything ever happened to me i would definitely want someone like you on my side this young man has advocated for his sister pushed so hard for her trying to get answers that he took the young woman that was in a dating relationship with his uncle on the Steve Wilco show. Oh, wow. Now this was an emotional show. This young man, he came to get answers. He wants to know what happened to his sister. And so he asked that this woman be subjected to a lie detector test. And she agreed there a reason why the uncle didn't come but why he's going after the girlfriend does he think that she she knows something or because she was there and maybe the uncle's not talking or yes so he the young man he does say on the show that either he he feels like she either knows something or she was Mm -hmm. involved and so she is there to clear her name okay if you guys are able to get this episode i do encourage you to watch it because it's packed with a ton of information that we can't get to all the details on but she does take a polygraph test. And the two main questions that she was asked, um, you'll be shocked to know the answers. So Steve asked her if she was, basically if she was involved in the disappearance. She said no, and it seems that she did tell the truth. She was not physically involved in Aisha's disappearance. That's a positive. The second question he asked was, Pretty much asking if she had any knowledge of what happened to Aisha. And from the looks of things, it looked like she believed that she was going to pass. Yeah. Um, she was waiting for that answer to be read. 
And when Steve read the answer, there was shockwaves that were sent out through the audience. When he asked her if she had any knowledge or if she knew what happened to Aisha, she said she did not. And she failed that question. Whoa. She failed. She did not tell the truth on that. So I know that polygraph tests are not evidence in court, but I know right. that it kind of gives them some like idea of maybe if they're lying or not. But I wonder if her failing that, like the police are going to now look at her as a person of interest or a suspect or like how that would even work. I'm not sure, but um, it's definitely worth lo- worth looking into because yeah. if she does have some sort of knowledge, maybe she's afraid to say what happened. Maybe she feels like she could be in danger if she speaks up or maybe, you know, there's something that goes deeper. Wow. We will never know uh, unless she decides to come forward. But I do want to add that, um, and this is all things that I've read online, so I want to say allegedly, I want to make sure that I put that in there. Um, But at some point, it looks like the uncle that was involved was charged with um, some sort of crime. And this is not, I don't believe it was directly related to the case of Aisha, but there is some speculation that um, the uncle may have been charged with some sort of indecent um, activities involving a child. So, um, like before Aisha went missing, do you know if it was after? I'm not sure of the exact okay. timeline, but um, it, and I, I don't have proof that he's been convicted. I did look to try and find more details. And I didn't get the exact answers, but um, I did see in several places on several articles that it is believed, and this is, you know, something that I read online, so I can't verify it, but um, that is something that should be kept in mind during this investigation, I believe. Absolutely. Now, as far as I know, the uncle has not been charged in this crime at all, but this is, I mean, this is a case that it's so interesting because for three years, this family has been waiting for answers and they have not heard a single thing. They don't have one single lead in this case. With the uncle being the last person known to be with Aisha, I'm not understanding why he's not at least a person of interest, maybe not a suspect, but I don't understand why he's not a person of interest. I'm not sure, but I would hope at some point You know, now that this polygraph test has come back, I hope that they're able to reopen this case and do some more detailed investigating because this family needs closure. Um, Another thing that I want to add is Aisha had been diagnosed with sickle cell anemia and she had been hospitalized multiple times throughout her life for this sickness. So Mm -hmm. her family finds it very odd that if she is still in the area or if she is still alive that she had not sought medical attention got it yeah you know three years is a long time to go without medication and also like i said her personal things were left at home so um it's unlikely that she just got up and walked away and her family needs closure they need to know what happened to aisha three years is a long time to not see your child or your sister to wait on answers And her brother 
spoke so said so many beautiful things about her but he talked about how she loved animals so much and how she was such a caring person and that she was a dancer he said when she danced the room belonged to her and yeah, i could just hear the so love sad. in his voice just he he seemed so brokenhearted do we do we know the relationship between mom and cuz is the uncle is that the mother's brother you, I believe you know? so. Okay. I believe that the mother and the um, the mother and the uncle are brother and sister. So, does she believe that her brother had anything to do with it? Um, that's hard to say. I didn't hear her come, you know, come right out and say it, but um, I believe that they think something happened either on that trip, during that trip, or after that trip yeah um, and they don't understand why Aisha would have said I'm, I'm going to a party and then just decide to change her mind and go on a road trip so they do believe that something sinister has happened but right now they're just trying to get answers yeah for sure so, okay then the uh, last question I guess I would ask is where's the uncle that is a good question from what I understand he is alive and free I was able to find his social media page and it looks like he posts regularly, um, but I don't, I'm not able to confirm it's social media. So you never know who is behind the computer. Of course. Yeah. So I don't want to speculate on that, but um, I do want to add that there is a $3,000 reward out there for information um, regarding Aisha's disappearance. If you know anything, please speak up, please Reach out to this family if you want to report anonymously. You can call the El Dorado Police Department. I want to say the number for you guys so that if anybody out there knows what happened to Aisha, if you have any information, any clue, if you've heard anything, no piece of information is too small. Nothing will go un overlooked and um, any tip might help. So I want to give you guys a number that you can call. It is 870-881-4800. Anyone with information on Aisha's disappearance, anyone who heard anything or um, has an idea of where she could be or what could have happened, please reach out. Her family deserves some sort of closure. And Aisha, if you are out there and you hear this, your family loves you. They are waiting for you to come home. Please find a way to reach out. Um, I want to let you guys know, give you a brief description of Aisha so that if you see her, um, you're able to maybe call the authorities. So Aisha is described as a black female. She is 4'11". She is 135 pounds. The last hairstyle she was known to have was braids. And it's unclear what she was wearing at the last time she was seen, but we will post some pictures so you guys are able to see what she looks like. And if you have any information on the disappearance of Aisha Jackson, please call the authorities. There is no tip too small. There's no information that will be overlooked and you can remain anonymous. Keep in mind that there is a $3,000 reward out there for information and her family would greatly appreciate anyone with any information just coming forward.
So thank you guys so much for tuning into another episode of Crime to Talk. We appreciate all the follows, everyone that is supporting, um, and prayerfully you can repost this so that we can help bring Aisha Jackson home to her family. Before we close this episode, I would like to remind you guys that we are here to simply advocate for the victims and their families. If you or someone you know is experiencing a loss or you have a story that you would like us to cover, please reach out to us at crimetotalk at gmail.com. That's crime, the number two, talk at gmail.com. And we will make every attempt to get your story covered.